A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 72 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're marketing your career. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. John Chang of IBM is in to talk about some thinking he's done on career planning for marketers. We'll get to that chat in a moment. Soon we've got Jonathan Soros here to chat about social selling. Rob Whedon of Deal Signal and Jeremy Middleton of Pramata will be in to discuss data, intent, and marketing. Scott Horn of Prism HR will be in to talk about being a CMO in a high-growth company. AJ Wilcox will join me to chat about the social media minefield. And Joe Martin of CloudApp will be in to chat about using video and visuals in marketing. We're planning a lot more right now. It should be an action-packed few months here on Confessions of a Marketer. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T.org. Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the innovation podcast, the iPod, we like to call it, with Garnett Harriman. Lots of fun stuff happening there. Head over to the innovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, let's get to John Chang. I first spoke with John early this year about a survey that IBM Watson did on marketing. John was knowledgeable, insightful, and passionate, and not just about marketing. Follow him on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you'll see someone with broad interests in helping others figure things out. When I saw him post a career planning template, I thought it would be fun to have him in to chat about it and see how he formulated it. This is the first part of our discussion. We talk about starting with your passions and figuring out two things you can be great at. So let's get to it. John Chang, welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I just I just can't stop. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, it will come back again and again and <laughs> again. Well, what prompted me to say, hey, John, I want to have you back on is you shared a five-year career planning template a while back. I think it was on LinkedIn or somewhere like that. And I was intrigued by it, but I was also intrigued by what prompted you to do that. So why did you post that? So it actually started off with a bunch of conversations years ago. I needed to just think about what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I started making 
a couple templates which are part of this, um, I guess I'll call it the Omnibus template. And yeah. so I've had a couple of these things that I use on my own and I have been sharing them with people lately, um, primarily through these office hours that I do. So I do online office hours um, for anyone who wants career advice, marketing advice, yada, 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 in exchange for $5 to the charity of my choice. And yeah. a lot of these people I've been feeling, I mean, and, and rightfully so, and this is what I want, so it's a measurement of success. I've been feeling a lot like Dear Abby, and people will hop on for a 30-minute online chat with me. and. Uh, it's it's really easy when you're the one giving advice because uh, to identify themes and a lot of these themes are the things that I'm addressing in this omnibus. Um, so that's kind of what prompted it. I mean, there's these things that I use on my own, and then I started seeing themes about people who would benefit from it, and I was like, let's. It's time to just get organized and put this online. You seem to be nonstop. You seem to always be going. You're <laughs> appearing here and there, and. And rarely is that part of a a personality kind of put together with someone who's idealistic. You seem to be idealistic, too. Thanks. Um, It's intentional. I I did this whole period where I was reading a bunch of productivity books. And one, I've kind of always been idealistic. I almost um, went and got a social work degree um, instead of, I guess, a philosophy degree instead. I mean, neither are really applicable to marketing. (laughs) (laughs) But a couple of the productivity books that I read did um, state that having an ideal and working towards that um, is actually really beneficial. And like, so there's these scientific studies that show that it's beneficial for um, high performance. Mm-hmm. And it is actually, there's one book called Peak Performance um, that actually talks about this. Yeah. So I wanted to lean into it. And I mean, it's, I think it's a no brainer, but it is harder to do, especially in the marketing realm, because our metrics don't necessarily um, correlate positively with idealism. Yeah, right. You check that at the door when you decide to take a picture. Yeah, track. sometimes. We <laughs> try not to. So <laughs> it's good to have this little bit of the discussion now, because the first step is to start with your passions, which I guess are based on your ideals. I think so, too. That kind of seems obvious, but many people ignore their passions or their ideals or what they love when they start their career. So why do you think it's important to start with your passions? Well, I think that it's important to pursue something where you're going to be able to give it everything and not really burn out. And then I didn't actually mean to just talk about this one book. I mean, there's a bunch of books and studies about this kind of stuff, but um, that book, Peak Performance, does talk about how burnout is more likely when you're just giving it all to things that you, like, aren't passionate about. You can care about something, but not necessarily be passionate about it. Um, And I also put it in this omnibus at the very beginning for a couple reasons. Like, first of all, all this kind of stuff, it's not meant to be taken as is. Everyone's career path is very different, but I think that... Starting with passions is something that's been dragged through the mud and it's been said everywhere without proper context or without any next steps. So I wanted to contextualize it in a way that actually helped someone think through what are my passions and how do they ladder up to skill sets. And it, the very most like extreme examples, one of my friends is the dog matchmaker in New York City. And <laughs> she has like a phenomenal life and career. She matches people to rescue dogs. Oh, I was thought, thought, thought it was like dogs dating. That, that sounded, sounded no. really... <laughs> I bet that's a thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for, for $100, she will match you with a dog. And um, 
everyone, everyone she's ever matched um, has been very happy. Oh, and she does great. like a dozen of these a week. So you do the math. It's, it's highly lucrative. But so that, that's like one extreme. And then on the very, very, very opposite side, I also wanted to address this because pursuing your passions is also a luxury and it's also um, something that is reflective of having a stance in life because I think there's an inflection point in your financial stability that allows you to pursue passions. Um, and I think back to my like immigrant parents as well. And I was thinking about a lot of that because they're both, they're both entrepreneurs and started their own careers to like pursue this American dream. But they did it in such a way where they actually had to ignore their passions to set themselves up financially to help their children out. Yeah. It asked me. Um, so I wanted this to be something where um, it not only helped us ladder up to what our passions are and how we can make them professionally sustainable, but on the other end, kind of paint the reality of it as well. Both are super important to me. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to provide, you know, for the livelihood of your family, which is what your parents did. That can be a passion as well. Right. So you, you may, yes. you may go to a, you may go to a job that you maybe don't love, but if your passion is taking care of your family, that kind of makes up for it. Yeah, I absolutely think so. And to your point, and this is even better because I hadn't thought about it when making it, but to your point, passions are not singular definitions. And I think right. that's another reason why people go on stage and they're like, pursue your passions. And we feel really good about it, but don't know how to take it to that next level. So in this template, I have it ladder up to three passions with a primary skill, a secondary skill, and a tertiary skill. Mm -hmm. And then you list out example careers or jobs that work within that matrix. Yeah. And you also ask people to figure out two things that they can be great at. Yeah. So how does that work and how did you arrive at two? Why not one or why not three or 15? I would say at least two. The reason why I chose two is just because it was a model that I could repurpose from brand marketing and product marketing. Yeah. I just wanted to use a perceptual map and same kind of thing there. It's like a lot of brands are known for more than two things, but this is a great intro exercise. It's kind of square one when I'm thinking about how do I want my brand position in the market? And when it comes down to it, we are all our own brand. So how do we want to be positioned in the market? And so to me, it's like the two things I think you should start there with one. It's hard to kind of figure out your unique with just one thing. And I think that's where a lot of people just kind of spin their wheels. They're like, well, what's the one thing I want to be known for? Whereas when you put it in relationship to something else, it's easier to see a holistic picture. And like, I even think that about metrics too. When I, when you say I want to make $1 million, well, what is that in relationship to? What is the goal? So it could be a very small percentage, a large percentage and all that kind of stuff. So when it Everything from metrics all the way to passions, understanding the relationship to another data point, I think is really important here. Also because it helps you then find those who are similar to you. One of the outcomes of a perceptual map, uh, we just call clusters. If I want to be the best teacher and marketer, then I have competition. So I, there are other people who are both good at teaching and marketing. However, that might be the way you think about it for a brand, for 
Personally, though, I don't really think of that as competition. I'm actually trying to find allies, and that's another reason why I thought starting with two things might be great. Because now I can I can think of like a bunch of different people who are great teachers and great marketers. And to me, these are the people that I need to learn from. These are the people I need to contact, and these are the people I need in my close circle. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned product marketing. You know, stealing ideas from there, and this kind of reminds me of product market fit it's it, but it's kind of like yes. per person market fit it's, it's combining that yeah i can see the discipline that you obviously bring to your job you're bringing to this kind of exercise as well yeah i think there's so many things not even just in the marketing field that could be repurposed when thinking about your own career marketing is a lot easier though just because the way that you I mean, I think the way that we're bringing ourselves to market is so similar to a brand, especially with this advent of influencers. Mm -hmm. um, we're all trying to be influential in one way or another, and therefore taking a page from a marketing playbook is more relevant than ever. All right. John is back next time to conclude our discussion about his career planning template and how you can use it to improve your work life and even become a better marketer. Worth tuning in next time. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.